here it is another episode of infinite banter thank you for checking me out thank you for downloading playing posting reposting telling people about it i really appreciate it big up to my man sb who was on the last episode i just can't say enough about it definitely really fun to talk to him i've known him for a long time it's been a while since I got to talk to him, and uh, we did a full two hours. It was designed to be 30 minutes. It went on for two hours. Man, it was really cool playing his music, talking to him about Chicago and the culture and the hip-hop scene. He's been in the hip-hop game for so long, and he knew Bushwick Bill, so there was so much to talk to him about. And if you haven't heard that episode, go check it out. It's called SB on IB, episode 15. It's on, I'll just name all the places you can find it. First of all, we're now on Spotify. That's a big thing. That's pretty exciting. And we just got added to Stitcher recently. So those are two new places you can find the show. As always, on podcast.com, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Mixcloud, Google Play, CastBox, Blueberry. There's some older episodes on SoundCloud and Podbean, but, you know, I don't really update them too much because there's limited space on there and then they start charging you so you guys want to start kicking me some cash yeah i'll go ahead and put them all on there but basically those main places i mentioned before every episode i've done is on there and every episode i will do will be on there so check it out and uh follow the show on twitter at infinite banter you can follow me on twitter at dj soundwave 75 same for instagram dj soundwave 75 and on facebook the page there is at infinite banter and i do want to mention that i did post on uh, the infinite banter facebook page when i had sb on in the last episode he had mentioned a pbs special this documentary called Dusabo to obama chicago's black metropolis and i looked it up and i wanted to give you guys some information in case you're interested in watching it i have yet to see it but i did post on the facebook page a link that'll send you to a vimeo video where you could watch it uh, there's clips on youtube i saw that there was a dvd available on amazon uh, it came out about nine years ago so it looks pretty interesting and i am really looking forward to watching it like sb i'm from chicago i was born and raised here it'd be really cool to see how they really give you more information about the, the history of this city the history that you probably don't ever hear about so i'm really really looking forward to watching that so thanks to sp for putting me on to that yeah if you guys missed his show last week check it out uh, play a few of his songs and everything and go check out my man dj real one and dre Cobbs. they got a new album just dropped called the fountain of truth i just copped it it's on um itunes yeah, it's on spotify really good stuff man that that song knock you off balance i might have to talk to those dudes and see if i can get them on here to talk about uh that album but without further ado we got so much to talk about i want to talk about cloak and dagger the season finale wrapped up I want to talk about the Walking Dead trailer for season 10 that came out at San Diego Comic-Con. There's also a trailer for the movie. I want to talk about Blade. There's a new cast member to be playing Blade. And I want to finally give you guys a review I've been talking about for that Cypress Hill album, Elephants on Acid. But before I do anything, my man DMC, let the good people know what they are listening to. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G, the greatest MC in history. And right now, you're listening to Infinite Banter, because we will banter on forever, because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be. I be Infinite Banter. All right, before we do anything else, I got to talk about the Walking Dead Season 10 trailer that came out at San Diego Comic-Con. There also was a trailer for the Rick movies and the trailer had nothing in it. It basically just said there's a movie coming and Rick will return only in the movies. So there's no visuals. There's no audio. There really was nothing. So not a whole lot to get excited about other than it's coming and it's in theaters. It, that's the main thing you got out of it. it said Rick will be coming only in theaters. So it's not going to be a movie strictly for AMC. 
although I'm sure down the line, once it's released and everything, it'll be on AMC all the time. But uh, let's talk about the actual Walking Dead TV show. And there's just a ton here. I wrote so many notes. Let's see if I can get through them all. A lot of them is shown in this one. And the word is that Denai Guerrero is leaving the show and she's not going to be there for the whole season. So I don't know if it's front loaded with a lot of earlier episodes that she is in and she won't be in the back half of the season. A lot of stuff to take from it. Uh, she obviously has a relationship with Ezekiel now. You see her with Lucille at the end. The last thing you see, she's holding the bat. So that's pretty crazy. The Whisperer War obviously is coming. Some cool stuff at Carol. There's a scene where Carol's standing in a room. If you blink, you might miss it. There's a figure behind her, kind of like Michael Myers. Like, we don't know who this person is. Probably a Whisperer or something like that. And then there's a part where she's talking about uh, she's talking about Alpha. Because apparently, you know, they crossed over the border and there's going to be a war coming now. And Carol just says, bitch has to die. I don't know who she's saying it to, but it's great. And it makes me wonder, is Carol going to be the one to kill Alpha? Is it going to be Negan like in the comics? Maybe both. You know, Negan looks like he's, I don't know if he's necessarily living in the jail, but he's definitely outside. He was picking fruit. He even mentions picking tomatoes and things. So I'm not sure how much freedom he has. But it looks like him and Daryl, they kind of teased maybe a, a little bickering between the two of them, and they might go at it. Rosita's obviously had the baby. That's in there. Let's see. What else do we see? More and more, Aaron is starting to look like comic book Rick. He's got the arm with the you know, little pincher things on the, on, the, on the end for fingers. He's got the beard. I mean, he definitely has that look pulled off. So really, really excited to see the season coming up. It's starting to look like a different show because a lot of the characters we've all been watching all these years – Solely but surely, there's only a few of them left, so we'll see how this goes going forward, but I'm pretty excited that uh, Season 10 is on its way in October. There's a lot to pull from there. There's a part where they're like on a shore or something. I don't know if that's Oceanside or if they just went to a different coast and has nothing to do with Oceanside, and we really haven't seen anything with Oceanside in the last season. Just at the beginning, a couple episodes, and at the last, second to last one, the one with the, the Pikes, there was some person from who represented Oceanside that I had never seen in the show before, but we haven't seen Sydney or any of the other main characters from that group very much at all during the second half of last season. So I don't know if they're still around. Uh, the shore stuff that they're showing, I don't know if they end up going to Oceanside. Maybe they're gone. Who knows? It's, it's hard to tell when these trailers, because the way they edit them, it's kind of misleading at times, and I think they edit them in a way that doesn't really tell too much, so it's kind of hard to tell. I can only go by what we've seen before and try to put the puzzle together that way. But it looks like this season is some interesting stuff in it. It wasn't as exciting of a trailer, I'll be honest, as it was probably the first time I watched one of these trailers. I got really excited from the San Diego Comic-Con was for season three because we knew, you know, the, the, the prison was there. You knew the governor was coming. So that one really got me hyped. And uh, season five's trailer was pretty big, too, because I remember there was something in the trailer that had nothing to do with the show. They had audio of um, Gareth talking about they were going to go to D.C. and solve this thing. And that obviously never happened in the show. So either they they changed it or they were just trying to swerve us or both. I have no idea. But uh, so sometimes these trailers can be a little misleading and you can't really tell what's exactly happening. But pretty excited about the show. Looking forward to it. Do want to talk about Fear the Walking Dead. It just ended its midseason last week and um it's it's a show i watch i mean i don't to put it it's okay it, morgan and friends is a decent show maybe it should be called morgan and dwight and a bunch of people we don't really care about um the show is you know it's taken a lot of different turns and is nothing like the first couple seasons and the third season was really good but uh the show 
you know, I have waning interest on it. I watch it every week because I'm a loyalist and I'm a fan of The Walking Dead as a whole, and I try to watch everything that's involved with it. But I can't sit here and pretend like it's my favorite show or a show that I really get amped up about. But I do watch it every week, and it has its high points, it has its low points, and everything in between. And, you know, it's cool. They made a plane, and, you know, they got to where they wanted to get to, and they brought all the kids with them. And the weird old guy from the beginning of the season, he comes back at the end here, and you're not sure what he's about. Is he leading them on a you know, on a bad path, or is he trying to help them out? There's a couple of cool scenes. There's one where the Wendell guy who's in the wheelchair falls over, and he has to get the lights back on so they can have lights so they can see the runway so they can land the plane, and the Daniel guy comes back, and it's it's okay. It's just, you know, I just don't know what to make of it. I don't know where the show is going. I just kind of wish Dwight and Morgan would be back on their regular show Maybe they'll eventually merge these two shows and get some of these characters from this show onto The Walking Dead. But for now, it's it's just another show that's on that's sort of related to The Walking Dead, but it feels kind of different. If it wasn't for Morgan and now Dwight, I wouldn't necessarily feel like I was watching The Walking Dead. It would feel like a different show. You know, if you're into it, great. I'm kind of, you know, on the middle on it. It's It's got its cool points. There's some episodes here and there that I like. There's some things I do here and there that I like. But for the most part, I'm... I'm not that amped up about it, but I'll watch it because it's in the summer and there's not a lot to watch now. So it's one of the few shows you can count on that'll be there. And it's just like a, an appetizer for The Walking Dead. When it comes back, I'll watch it, but it's not like when I watch The Walking Dead, I obsess about it. I need to be left alone. Nobody talk to me. Leave me alone. I watch it a couple times. This show, I watch it once and I've already moved on by the time it's over. So, all right, let's talk about Cypress Hill, Elephants on Acid. Let's talk about Cypress Hill. Gonna talk about Cypress. This is Shazam McKenzie, and you're listening to the Infinite Banter Podcast. Been meaning to talk about this Cypress Hill album, Elephants on Acid, for a few weeks now. And uh, big up to my man DJ Real One. He lent me a copy, and I've been playing it in the car for a couple weeks. Really wanted to give it two or three spins in completion so I can get a real feel for it, so I could actually speak on it. It's pretty good. I mean, the, the song that put me onto it. First of all, I'm a longtime fan of listening to them ever since their first album, so it's not like you have to push it on me. I was already interested in it, but he happened to have the copy, so he just handed it to me and been playing in the car, and I'll definitely cop that vinyl. The video I saw for Band of Gypsies, which is probably the best song on here, definitely got me interested in wanting to hear the album in its entirety. It's hard to call this, like, how do I say this? This album really has to be played in full. You can't just play one or two songs and feel like you got the entirety of it. It's almost like it's a, like the songs are not their own in a way. They all kind of blend together. And there are times I didn't even know that it was a different song. And it seems like they all are part of one as opposed to like a collection of songs on tracks. So I'll say that's what makes this one stand out a little bit. Whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'll leave that up to you. At first it was kind of hard because I couldn't really tell which song was which. And it was hard for me to get into a couple of them because I didn't know that the song had changed. The one thing I would say is that a lot of the sound is the same. Like the production is is the same throughout. I, again, that could either be a pro or a con. I guess in a sense it was a, a bit of a, a con for me because I couldn't tell which song was on. And it made some songs not stand out. Like Band of Gypsies is the first one on there and it just hits you right off the bat. And uh, it's definitely the best song. Warlord was really good. Uh, there's a song on here called Crazy, which I saw them perform on the Kimmel show, and I remember not liking it. But when I heard it on here, it's it's not really a song that I would normally like. 
but it is super catchy and I couldn't stop thinking about it. That one probably stands out just as much as the Band of Gypsies song does. So there's like three or four real bangers on here. There's a couple songs that I feel like I needed to be on weed or acid or something to really get the feel of it. <laughs> it's, but it plays as a whole album. So it's not like an album where you can play like four or five tracks and you just got like hits or singles from. It's, it's, it would be really hard to promote this individually with the songs you you have to promote it as a full entire album and and really what it is is you, you just press play and you just kick back and the whole thing is just a, a it's a journey in the mind of cypress hill which usually requires a little extra added bonus from the earth it's a cool album it's definitely different from some of the stuff they've done before definitely recommend people go out there and check it out if you're a longtime fan like i am it doesn't disappoint it's just a little bit different than what you're expecting because like I said, when I heard the band of Gypsies, oh man, they're coming back with some bangers. And for the most part, it's very laid back, very mellow, kind of has that mid-east vibe throughout the whole album. The production kind of sounds like that throughout. So there aren't really any standout moments other than a couple songs. But I think that's on purpose. I think it's supposed to play as like one long, continuous album without real separation from each song. Again, some of you might look at that as a negative. I'm going to take it as a positive. I'm going to be optimistic and think, that's what they were trying to accomplish here and if if that's what it was then they succeeded Uh, i definitely enjoyed it go check out cypress hill band of gypsies is the best song on here for sure uh there's a song on here called stairway to heaven it's a little weird you know what i mean like i said there's a couple songs here that are a little strange but uh warlord was a banger for me and i also like the uh the pass the knife song i mean there's some there's some crazy tracks on here so go check it out cypress hill elephants on acid all right, let's talk about Cloak and Dagger. What up, what up, everybody listening? This is SB, the Shottown MC, and I'm here chilling with my man MJ on Infinite Banter, where we banter on and on and on, but it's always love. It's always that food for the soul, y'all. Peace. Finally got around to watching the Cloak and Dagger series season two finale. And uh, it was pretty good. It's not as good as the first season, but I really liked what I saw. This season dealt with a lot with doppelgangers and interdimensions, alternate realities. I mean, there was a lot of crazy stuff on here. People from the past coming back. The only thing I was really kind of confused on because there was so much jumping around with realities and such. I didn't know what was going on sometimes. The continuity got lost on me a bit. The other thing, too, was finally... Ty wore the cloak, but it took all the way to the last episode to do that. But um, it's still one of the better shows, at least based on comic books that's out right now. I like that one, and I feel like Black Lightning are the two better ones. Flash and Arrow have really gone down, and I'm not even bothering with Supergirl anymore. But yeah, Cloak and Dagger is pretty good. There's a couple things they talked about in there, a couple Easter eggs that Luke Cage gets a mention. The show definitely is before Thanos. And the end of the season... Cloak and Dagger both go on a bus and they're headed out of New Orleans. And it looks like they're going to be together, more than just partners, fighting fighting bad guys. So we'll see what happens in season three. But I really like this show and I really want to let people know that Cloak and Dagger is a decent show and people should be checking it out. It's on Freeform. Pretty good show. I liked season one a little bit more, but uh, this season was pretty good. Just a lot of... It's really hard to pay attention sometimes because they're jumping around so much with alternate realities and such. So it's hard to keep track a little bit here and there, but otherwise, uh, pretty good, pretty good series, and I'm definitely digging it. I definitely recommend everybody out there watch it. I also finally got around to watching the 
season five finale of Flash. And I'm just going to say, I think I'm done with the show. I mean, it kind of jumped the shark for me a couple years ago when he did like a Glee episode. You know, Supergirl was going to special guest star. And I'm like, oh, good. This might be pretty good. And it was a whole singing thing. I turned it off. I feel like the show for the last three years has been really hard to watch. It's just this like whole group of people who I don't know what they do. Does does Joe ever go to work? Does Barry ever go to work? I mean, how do they afford things? Who pays for the light bill in that Star Labs? Is Cisco ever going to get a haircut? It's just it's such a it's an annoying show because it's called Flash, but there's like ten characters you got to keep track of, and I don't care about half of them most of the time. So I'm just uh, I think I'm ready to move on. The only thing they they led to to make you think it's going to come up as the crisis on infinite earth and if you read the comic books you know flash dies in that i don't know if that's what they're doing arrow's going to be a show that's no longer going to be around maybe they'll tie all this in together more than just a couple episodes i watched that but i'm other than that i've pretty much have tapped out on flash yeah arrow's definitely run its course so this last season hopefully be be a good way to wrap it up for uh, that show because it really got me into watching these cw shows but for the most part i'm I'm done with all of them. Supergirl's terrible. As I said, Black Lightning is the only good one because it has nothing to do with these other shows. It's its own thing, and it's a lot darker, and it's more gritty. It just seems like it's just a better show. And uh, these other shows have gotten a little too... I feel like I'm watching Dawson's Creek or something. It's just kids with powers, pretty people with powers. I, I can't I can't get into it anymore. It sucks because Flash is like my favorite character in DC, but... Uh, after the first couple seasons, I've really lost interest, but I'm just watching it because I'm loyal and I got to see what happens and because I, I'm into this stuff, so I, I keep watching it, but it's going to get to a point where I just turn it off. And it was very easy to stop watching Supergirl after the first season. I was done with that one. Legends of Tomorrow got pretty lame. Who pays for the electric pill at Star Labs? None of these people go to work. All they do is drink coffee and run a bunch of tests and have all this equipment, and I don't see one person working a nine-to-five job, punching a clock on a regular basis where they could pay for this stuff. I don't know how any of this stuff happens. Uh, there's like 20 people there in this in this lab. I keep growing the number. I think it started with 10, now it's 20. I don't know how many people work there, but every season it's the same thing. So uh, I'm glad it's done. I don't need to watch it anymore until next season, and now I think I'll watch it periodically because I'm just not going to give it my my full attention as I usually do. But Cloak & Dagger, good stuff. Good, good stuff. Keep watching a Cloak and Dagger. It's really good. Hey, this is Ada Zang, and you're listening to the Infinite Banter Podcast. So earlier in the week, Rutger Howard passed away. He was 75 years old, and a lot of people know him from Blade Runner, Nighthawks with Billy D. Williams and Sylvester Stallone. But there's a movie of his that I've never seen, and I'm a big fan of the Grindhouse flicks that came out about 10 years ago with Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez planet terror and death proof and then machete came out of that they had a bunch of fake trailers and machete was so well received that they actually made a movie about it one of those fake trailers which ended up becoming a movie which i've never seen was hobo with a shotgun it's funny because somebody the other day said like when i was telling him i was gonna watch it he's like did you just say homo with a shotgun i'm like no 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 that's it's a different movie that might might be the sequel but it's this hobo with a shotgun not homo with a shotgun pew pew bang bang different movie I don't know. Maybe that's what the sequel's called. I have no idea. So Hobo the Shotgun, the trailer was, you know, part of the Grindhouse thing. And they had a different lead at the time. When they made the movie, they actually put Rutger Hauer in it. He played the lead. And I watched it the other day because, you know, like I said, so rest in peace to Rutger Hauer. So I did watch it. I felt like I needed to, you know, go ahead and bang this movie out real quick. And uh, it's 
brutal, man. I think this is a one-time watch for me. It's not that I didn't necessarily like it, but it's just too over the top with some of the, And I know that's what it is, and that's what I was expecting, but even they pushed it too far. I mean, the you know, spoiler for anybody who's never seen this movie, it's been out for 10 years, so, you know, too bad if you haven't seen it yet. I'm going to ruin some stuff. Uh, there's a part where the two bad guy sons go on a school bus and torch a bunch of kids. I'm just like, I almost turned it off. I'm like, this is this is brutal, man. I mean, what, what is this? <laughs> it's like, and then there's the, the hooker that helps out Rutger Hauer's character, who's the hobo, the bum. And, you know, she's like got a saw to her neck by one of these goofballs. And then her hand is like put into like a, a lawnmower or something. It's just, it's just so over the top. The only parts of it I really liked was at the end when Rutger Hauer, and I wish it had more, it needed more comedy. There's a part where Rutger Hauer's getting like, beat up or something and he's like hey man you're smashing my smokes i was like yes do that more that was funny and then uh at the very end when he kills the 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 main bad guy i i forget what his name was oh it was drake yeah it was like like the crappy rapper drake and uh he says to him like you're going to hell and you're riding shotguns so i was like all right you know that i want the cheese there wasn't enough cheese it took the last you know five minutes for that stuff to start happening but it's it's brutal, man. It's it's uh, if you want to watch us a bunch of decapitations and debauchery and just craziness, yeah, it's fine. But you know, it's just a little little too much. You know, the why are these two bad guys killing nurses and doctors? It didn't make any sense to me at all. Why is anybody staying in this town where all this stuff is happening? <laughs> and the hobos, only when they could save them. And the whole thing is that he wants a lawnmower. It's just it's bizarre. It. it and, and again, I, I get it. It's Grindhouse. It's supposed to be. But wow, this thing was really, it was tough. It was a tough watch, I'll be honest. Um, so big up to my guy, Noel, who lent it to me. He uh, wanted me to check it out. And I've been sitting on it for a while. And then, you know, coincidentally, Rutger Hauer passes away. Like he gave me this DVD like three weeks ago. And I haven't gotten around to watching it. And as soon as I saw that Howard pass, I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to finally watch this thing. So. Uh, rest in peace. If you really want to represent Rutger Hauer, go watch Nighthawks or Blade Runner, things like that. Uh, I think he had a bit part in Sin City too. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm good on uh, Hobo with a Shotgun. It's it's a one time watch. After that, you don't need to watch it ever again. But uh, one more movie that my guy, again, my friend Noel, he's he's good at recommending things. Train to Busan. It's a, a Korean horror flick. Uh, basically, it's zombies on a train, and it was really good. It lived up to my expectations. He he said it was going to be really great to watch, and I really enjoyed it. And he knows I like zombies, so it was really good. Big fan of it and uh, of that genre. And I will say this, and I don't want to spoil too much, but at the end, if it went a certain way, I would have really hated this movie. But the way it ended, uh, it, you know, it definitely cemented that I liked it. So it's pretty good. If you like zombies like I do, of course, I talk about Walking Dead all the time, and I worship George Romero, so if you like that stuff, you will like this movie. It's basically a, a dad and his daughter, they get on a train, and they're trying to go to Busan, and on the way, all hell breaks loose, and this virus kicks in, and this girl gets on the train, it's infected, and you can only imagine what happens after that, and you've got people that are, you know, it's like politicking on who gets in what car of the train, because, you know, they got more power, more influence, and... You know, they're afraid of the people who might be bit or something. There's a lot going on. I mean, it's hard to hard to really explain too much. Uh, there's definitely, you got to watch with subtitles, which is fine with me. It's really good. I mean, definitely check it out. It's, it's something I never would have known about if somebody did hand it to me. Being a zombie 
enthusiast and a fan and i like seeing how other cultures take the zombie genre and make it their own and what they do with it and yeah there's some really cool kills in this you know there's some really really good action stuff in this movie so definitely gets my recommendation go check out train to busan and as far as hobo with the shotgun uh you know if you got 88 minutes to kill and you just want to represent rutger hauer and see a crazy grindhouse flick then you could do a lot worse but uh it's not something i'm gonna watch 10 times not like Predator, the greatest movie ever made. Time for you to leave, assholes. All right, Kurt said it's time to get out of here. But before I go, I forgot to mention, uh, yeah, I saw a couple stories that came out of San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, number one, Blade is coming out again. Mahershala Ali, Oscar-nominated, one of the better actors of our time. He's not unfamiliar with Marvel. He played Cottonmouth on the Luke Cage Netflix series. But he is going to play the lead role in Blade. So that's... Man, I don't think they could have gotten any more perfect than that. If you can't get Wesley Snipes, this is the next guy I would definitely sign off for. This is this is it. And I guess he called. He was the one interested in it. That's great news. I think this is going to be a really big deal. Someone of that caliber bringing his, his take to the character of Blade. I think that's going to be something else. And uh, I'm a big V fan. I don't know if anybody out there knows what V is. It was a miniseries, and then it became a weekly series back in the mid-'80s about uh, aliens who came to Earth, you know, very similar to like Nazis. They took over. I always felt Independence Day ripped it off. Big fan of the series, and there's always been rumors of a movie coming out, and Kenneth Johnson, the creator of it, has been trying to get funding and get this movie off the ground, and there's been some things that have fallen through, but it sounds like things are looking good again to maybe get the movie going, and Mark Singer, who played the lead role on the series way back when, he is uh, supposed to be part of it. So as of now, it looks like they're finally starting to get some things moving in the positive direction to get V made as a movie and get it done because a lot of us fans have been waiting for it forever. There was a really bad remade series that came out on ABC some years back. It really didn't feel like the show, like a totally different uh, version of V. I would really be excited for a movie, even if it's a remake, but it's done by the original creator of it, so you know it's going to be legit. So he's supposed to be working on that, and that should be coming out hopefully soon. I mean, we've been hearing about it for so long. A lot of us V fans have been waiting and hoping that that actually happens. So there's some positive news. Sounds like they're actually starting to get something going, but there's been positive news before, and there's been a lot of hang-ups and speed bumps. So let's see if that actually gets going. All right, so I'm out of here. Thank you for checking out the show. It's a quick one because last week was so long because there's so many things that happened, and I just wanted to bring them up. Definitely that Season 10 Walking Dead trailer looks very good. I'm really excited about it. Big up to everybody who was checking out the show. As always, you can check out the show on podcast.com, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Mixcloud, Google Play, CastBox, Blueberry, Stitcher, and now on Spotify. And as always, on Twitter at Infinite Banter, Facebook at Infinite Banter. If you want to bother me personally, Instagram, DJ Soundwave75. Same applies for Twitter, DJ Soundwave75. Big up to everybody listening. Keep posting, keep letting people know. And uh, like I said, I always appreciate everybody checking out the show. All right, I'll see you guys next time. I'm out. <laughs>